welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves by studying His Word. Has your life been changed by inductive Bible study? Why not invite someone to learn the inductive method by taking part in one of our many workshops happening across Canada? We are just days away from David and Kay Arthur coming to Abbotsford, BC for the Whole Fast Conference on February 1st and 2nd. Tickets are still available, so be sure to register for that event as soon as possible by visiting our website or contacting us at the office. Also coming up in September, we are excited to announce that we are bringing the Hold Fast Conference to Southern Ontario and David and Kay Arthur are coming. That's right. Make sure you mark September 6th and 7th off on your calendar because you won't want to miss out on this amazing conference. Registration for the Southern Ontario event opens at the beginning of February. Our next study program called Rebuilding the Temple is coming up on March 4-8 at the Precept Canada Training Centre in Brantford. Join us as we study through the Precept Upon Precept set on Ezra and Heck and experience what it is like when God places His hand on the lives of His people to prove He is the promise-keeping God. Each day of the study program, we will begin with a time of prayer, have a discussion based on the lesson, and a video lecture. Interested in hosting a workshop in your church? Contact our events team today by emailing training at preceptministries.ca and bring the transforming power of God's Word to your community. For more information and to register for any of these workshops, head over to our website at www.preceptministries.ca or give us a call at 877-234-2030. Now stay tuned for Episode 2 of the Covenant Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unlocking the Truth. Uh, This is week two of Covenant. I am so excited, Derek, to uh, be working through Covenant. How about you? I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. I We did the video yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, the live Facebook and, and Vimeo, and uh, I actually didn't think about much after the video. Yeah. I didn't think about um, going into our website and, and checking out the video, but mm-hmm. man, I was super encouraged to see the comments down underneath the video of other people who are really excited about getting into covenant. Yeah, looking forward to to coming along the on this journey with us as we as we study this uh, this topic. So yeah, there we're going to be at least nine more weeks. Yeah, uh, covering covenant. Just a reminder for those of you listening, it's biweekly. Yeah, every two weeks. Every two weeks, uh, um, we'll be running this podcast. I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited, but I want to thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) Just kidding. Hey, listen, uh, Covenant, is we talked about last time, is vital, vital for us to understand, uh, vital for us to be in conversation about. So uh, let's dig in, but first let's pray, ask the Lord to guide our discussion as we uh, um, focus on His Word. Father, we do thank you for today. We thank you for um, uh, your Bible your word, the 66 books of the Bible, how they all come together, one story, uh, all knit together uh, from beginning to end, Lord. We know that your scriptures, it tells us that you are the beginning and the end, and we are so thankful that uh, your son Jesus was there in the beginning and will be there in the end. And Father, we thank you for the promises that come from your word. So as we look at these promises, these covenants, 
uh, we pray that uh, you would um, guide our discussion. Pray for the listeners out there who are are either driving or listening at work or in their home that uh, they too would be uh, learning more and more about covenant and its application for our lives. So we give this time to you now. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So again, that video that we did, uh, if you haven't seen it, preceptministries.ca, you can uh, see the covenant under the Unlocking Truth podcast tab. But uh, we did talk about how vital it is for covenant uh, to be. We talked about why covenant um, isn't taught in this day and age. And now I think it's important that we spend the first little part of this podcast uh, asking what is covenant. Yeah, what, what are we talking about here when we talk <laughs> about covenant? Yeah, so uh, again, we don't really use that word too often. We do talk about it in marriage ceremonies, mm-hmm. that it's a covenant. We do talk about covenant when it comes to the Lord's Supper, when we celebrate communion. Yeah. Uh, we know about the old covenant, the new covenant, but what covenant is actually, and because covenant flows through the scriptures, uh, we need to look at two definitions. So I want to give those two definitions and then kind of look at some different components of covenant um, and the uh, how covenants are, who they're between. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, uh, covenant, let's, let's do um, sort of a history of the Bible. Maybe sure. there's somebody out there that has maybe just picked up their Bible for the very first time. Welcome. Welcome to... <laughs> Bible study. Your life is about to be changed. Absolutely. And especially in covenant. Yeah, for sure. The Old Testament uh, is written in Hebrew. And the New Testament is written in Greek. And so we want to look at two, two definitions of the word covenant. First in the Hebrew and then in the Greek. So the first uh, in the Hebrew is beritha which is a pledge or an agreement. It's a compact uh, that is made by passing between pieces of flesh. And so that's going to be interesting to talk about. But really, it's in a pledge or an agreement, and a pledge is like a promise. It's going to be something that you're going to put out there. You're going to come to agreement together. And in this case, this word in the Hebrew, it means that uh, you kind of solidify the covenant by going through two pieces of flesh. Mm-hmm. So in the Greek, the word is diathika, which is a disposition. It's a contract, a covenant or a testament. So it's a contract mm-hmm. in Greek between two people. Yeah. So we'll look closer at who the people are. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's also this word made, you know, this word made that... Um, if you're doing the homework along with us, you would have you looked up the word made. Yeah. But it's made a covenant. That's right. You know, so the word made in the Hebrew is kara. It's an alliance or a bargain originally by cutting flesh and passing between two pieces. So we should lay this out really quick, Derek. Mm-hmm. Covenant between um, uh, whoever it is, two parties in the Old Testament. That's right. Was put together by um, and confirmed by cutting two pieces of flesh. Yeah. In the New Testament, it's a contract and uh, between two parties, mm-hmm. and they've come to an agreement um, or a promise or a gathering together. Right. Okay, so we now know 
that this is what covenant is. Mm -hmm. Now we have to be good Bible study students. And where would we want to start, Derek, as good Bible study students? Probably at the beginning. In the beginning. Let's, let's go find the first mention of covenant. Right. So we got to go all the way back to Genesis. And so Genesis chapter uh, 6 uh, begins to tell us something about what's going on in the land. Mm -hmm. So I'll give a bit, bit of history of where we are to this point, and then you can uh, continue to fill in with Genesis chapter 6. Sure. So Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. When he created the heavens and the earth, we also, we know he did that in six days and he rested on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. But as a part of that creation, he made man right. and women in his likeness. And then he put Adam and Eve over all of the land. Mm -hmm. And because he put them over all of the land to subdue it and take care of it and cultivate it, uh, they were to be in the garden. They just weren't allowed to do one thing. Do you know what that one thing was? Eat. From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How'd they do with that? Not very well. Yeah, they didn't do very well at all. They actually were removed from the garden mm -hmm. and separated from the presence of God. That's the heart. One of the hardest things to think about is that God walked around the garden yeah. and they didn't have. They're now not in the presence of God. Yeah. Because they're not in the presence of God, sin entered into the world, and then uh, we start to have where the earth gets so bad, mm -hmm. so bad with corruption that God looks at the world and he says, I need to start over. Yeah. And so when he starts over, that's where Genesis 6 yeah. picks up. And he starts with, um, <clears throat> it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them. And he, you know, we're, we're seeing what's going on in the world at this time and, and things aren't good. Um, you know, it, it said that the, the thoughts of men were always evil all the time. And so we go from, uh, from the time of Adam and Eve with God to now we're introduced to this man Noah. And um, the world is a very different place than the one that God created and put in place in the garden. But what we have is uh, God reaches out to this man Noah and, and gives him instructions. Uh, he lets him in on his plan that he's going to destroy the world with a flood. And he instructs. Noah to build an ark, this gigantic boat, uh, in order to save him and his family. And in verse 18, we have the first mention of covenant. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And he continues to give these instructions um, as, as far as how they are to go about doing this. And what God is saying, he says, is that the promise that I'm giving to you, Noah, is that I am going to spare you, and I'm going to spare your family, and I'm going to start all over again uh, with you and your family. I'm going to keep you safe from this flood. What is amazing, Derek, about Genesis chapter 6 is it's a one-way conversation. Yeah. It is God and if you were to follow through and study Genesis, which we have a great study on Genesis, mm -hmm. but if you were to follow through, you would begin to see the Lord said, I, 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 right. I, I, all the way through. I will destroy them with the earth. I am bringing a flood. I will establish the covenant. But I wanted to point out um, in Genesis 6, is it, it's important for us to see in the value of this covenant is the first, who established the mm -hmm. covenant? And that first person is, we know that God right. established the covenant 
with, with Noah. Noah. Yeah. But it wasn't just with Noah, was mm-hmm. it? Who else was involved in this covenant promise? Yeah, it was the rest of his family. It was Noah and his wife and his sons and his sons' wives. And more than just his sons, it was all of the animals that went on the ark as well. Mm-hmm. So all of the living creatures that remained on that ark. So everybody that got onto that ark yeah. was in covenant with God. God. I've established the covenant with you, Noah, but it's going to pass through your mm-hmm. sons into your descendants. And it's also going to be with the living creatures uh, of the land. So all flesh that were on the ark we're going to be a part of that covenant. Mm-hmm. So if you're making notes, I don't know, maybe you're driving and you can't make notes, but yeah. you want to make note of this, that covenant is sometimes established by God. Mm-hmm. And it's established by God, and it is with God and men. That's right. And in this came, this case, all flesh. Mm-hmm. God, Noah, all flesh. Yeah. What other covenant do we see uh, in the scripture that might be one that is with God mm-hmm. and man. Well, we don't have to go very far before we're introduced to Abram, and we see God making a covenant with uh, with Abram in chapter uh, in chapter twelve is where we where we first see God speaking to him and laying out for him uh, what God wants from him and and how he is going to how he is going to live up to this covenant with God. Good, and the, but it continues on um, outside. That's the beginning, you know. Yeah. Abraham, I want you to follow in my path. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to take you on this journey. What I love about Abraham is, do you, do you think about those heart monitors? Yeah. You know how um, when your heart raises, uh, the graph yeah. raises. Yeah. And when your heart rate drops, the graph drops. Yeah. That's like Abraham's life mm-hmm. and his relationship with God. Yeah. He's, he's on a high with the Lord because he follows and God reveals more of the covenant promise with him. And then he, he starts to handle things on his own and then he has some problems and he yeah. drops and then he goes up and he goes down and he goes up and he goes down. And then Sarah's wife try to, tries to intervene because he wants descendants. But the promise of the covenant, mm-hmm. it comes in Genesis chapter 15. Yeah. And uh, Genesis chapter 15, uh, he said, um, in verse 7, he said, uh, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. He said, O Lord God, how may I know that I will possess it? So the promise has been there. Mm-hmm. You will have land, yeah. you will have descendants. Yeah. But now Abraham wants to know, how do I know you're true to your word? Right, how is this going to happen? That's right. And he said, bring a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two and laid each half opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds. The birds of prey came down upon the carcass and Abram drove them away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. God said to Abraham, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in the land, and that it is not theirs where they will be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. But I'll judge the nation whom they will serve, and 
afterward they will come out with many possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace and you will be buried at the uh, old age. So if you look at verse 18, he says, On that day uh, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying to your descendants, I've given this land from the river Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. And then he goes on to list basically the borders of this land uh, that it would happen. Verse 17 tells us that covenant. Mm -hmm. It came about when the sun had set that it was very dark and behold there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between what, Derek? What did they pass between? Pieces of flesh. They passed between the pieces of flesh. <laughs> Those two the pieces of the heifer that he had already cut and put in place. That's right. So he had cut them and put them in place, and God put them into a deep sleep. Yeah. And then God passed through those pieces, yeah. which gives us that definition of covenant. That's right, passing through the pieces of flesh. And I think what we have to see here is that um, when the covenant is being made, it's not Abraham and God meeting shaking hands and saying, here's what I'll do for you. It's God is passing through and meeting Abraham uh, where he is at. Uh, and so we see again, God establishing this covenant uh, with Abraham, with man. Yeah. So that's what is absolutely amazing about this is that you have God initiating the covenant with Noah. You have God also initiating the covenant with Abraham. Now, let me ask you yeah. and the rest of the viewers or listeners that are out here, uh, what was the responsibility of both Noah and Abram for that covenant to be fulfilled? Well, I, I've done a study or two. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, when, I study, when I study Abraham, when I study Noah, what I see is God saying, here's what I'm doing, here's what I'm doing, here's what I'm doing, here's what I'm doing. But there isn't a... As long as, Noah, you do this, or as long as, Abraham, you do this, that I'm going to give you this. It is always God saying, here's what I'm doing for you. Here's what promises I'm giving for you. And there aren't any conditions to those promises. So that is a huge thing we should be pointing out. If you are uh, listening intently on this, the very fact is the first two covenants we've looked at, no conditions. That's right. There's no responsibility for you to receive the promise of God. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And to know, can you imagine Abraham just for a moment waiting around yeah. for the long, the length of time that he did yeah. to get an heir to the throne? And mm -hmm. then when it comes, I just remember uh, studying Genesis and thinking about Sarah and how Sarah just laughed at God because, that's right. whoa, I'm, way, I, I'm barren yeah. and I'm way past childbearing years and yet you're promising me a descendant. Yeah. And then God fulfills that promise. And now look at, look at the world that we live in, mm -hmm. the, the descendants of Abraham, those who uh, are um, uh, living in this land. They all came from, you know, from Abraham. That's right. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that's two ideas or two um, context or cross-references that give us the point that says here is God establishing covenant with man. Yeah. And so we want to look at also how God, um, man establishes covenant with man. Right. That's also uh, covenants uh, that is made within the scriptures. Right. So Derek, why don't you give me an example of uh, covenants 
between two men. Well, we're not going to go too terribly far, but we see in, um, in Genesis, we see Abraham and Abimelech uh, making a covenant with one another. This is in Genesis chapter, uh, chapter 21. And um, so there's, there's some hardship going on between um, Abraham and, uh, and Abimelech. Their, their servants, their shepherds aren't getting along. They're fighting over, uh, over a certain watering hole. And so the two of them come together, um, and Abimelech uh, asks, can we, can we strike a deal? Can we come together on this? And in verse 27, it says, Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And so we have a covenant here made between two men, between Abraham and Abimelech. So what we've got to, and we want to point this out, what, what was the importance of the exchanging of the sheep oxen, lambs, uh, in, that, in that portion of the text. Well, what it says is, Abimelech even asks, why are you giving me these lambs? And, uh, and he says in verse 30, you shall take these seven ewe lambs from my hand uh, so that it may be a witness to me that I dug this well. And so they call the place Beersheba and they take an oath and they make a covenant. And so there is this uh, this exchange, there is a, a gift of these lambs from Abraham to Abimelech, and Abraham says that they are a witness to me, that they are a sign of uh, this covenant that we are making. Right, so can you imagine, so Abraham goes back to his land, yeah. but every time he looks at those sheep with his um, possessions, what's he going to remember? Oh, I have an oath That's right. with Abimelech. Yeah. So we got to go back, because... Now we're starting to unpack covenant a little bit more, and we're yeah. starting to see some of the things that go along with it. So one, we know there's an oath and a promise mm-hmm. that's made between two parties. We've yeah. seen the promise between God and man, mm-hmm. and we've seen the promise between man and man. Uh, what was the sign of the covenant with God and Noah? Well, if you, you read towards the end of there, and, and when the, the flood is over and they come out of the ark... Uh, God says that I have put my bow in the air as a sign of the covenant that I will never destroy the world again by the flood. And right. so it's the, the rainbow that he places in the sky that is a sign of the covenant. Yeah, so every time you see the rainbow in the sky, you would be reminded, a physical reminder that you can see with your eyes that God promised he yeah. would never destroy the earth again by flood. Mm-hmm. And, and you think about where we are in this day and age, yeah. how we have lost the view of the rainbow. Yeah, it's been, been hijacked. It's been hijacked. Ken, <clears throat> ha- Ken Ham and Creation Ministries is always talking on Twitter about reclaiming the rainbow, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so, but the matter of fact is, that's what that was. That was a sign that God would never do that again. Yeah. Think about now the sign of the covenant between Abraham and God. What was the sign between the two of them? So if we're looking back for the sign between uh, God and Abraham, it is that, that moment when those, when those animals are cut in half and when God moves between. That is his symbolic act of entering into covenant with Abraham. And so that is the, the sign of that covenant. It's, it's amazing. Now we're starting to see the more and more unpacked. So 
let's just refresh. God initiates. Mm -hmm. We've seen God initiate. We've seen covenant initiated between two men. Yeah. We've seen signs of covenant passing mm -hmm. through the three between the flesh, the rainbow, and then even passing of the livestock or right. the possessions as a reminder. But we've also seen one other part that I wanted to just bring through it all is we've seen that some covenants pass from the original contract, yeah. the original two people between God and Abraham, God and Noah, uh, possibly we'll see between Abraham and Abimelech. But yeah. right now we see between God and Abraham, God and Noah, that it's just not for those two parties. That's right. That the covenant isn't broken or the covenant isn't null when Abraham died. Correct, yeah. Uh, it continues on. Genesis chapter uh, 26, 23 um, to 31 talks about Isaac. And so if you want to tell us a little bit about Isaac and how that um, uh, continues the covenant. Right, and so Isaac is... Abraham's son, and when uh, when God enters into this covenant with Abraham, he says it is for you and it is for your descendants. The land, the blessing, uh, everything is not just for Abraham, but for his um, for his descendants as well. And uh, and we see here in uh, in Genesis chapter uh, twenty six, um, we see again uh, another example of uh, of covenant with. Um, with Abimelech and uh, with Isaac. And it's the same sort of thing where, again, we have this dispute over, uh, over a well, but what we have is Isaac and Abimelech entering into uh, a covenant that they will do no harm to one another. Um, and, uh, and so they make that, that covenant in, in the sight of God. We have the covenant as well. Abraham, as you said, covenant passes to Isaac. Isaac uh, then passes to, remember his name? Jake, his son Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. And then Jacob uh, has his name changed, mm -hmm. and his name uh, is changed to Israel. That's right. And then that brings us to um, the covenant that God has with his people, mm -hmm. Israel. Yeah. And so we want to look at Exodus uh, chapter 24, and uh, this is where we begin to get the covenant between uh, God and Israel. And mm -hmm. I um, love this. We've, we've studied through Exodus with our staff. Just a wonderful um, uh, kind of historical picture of what God was doing with the Israelites. Yeah, it was a beautiful study. Um, Moses um, came up to the Lord um, at uh, Sinai, and uh, we know that he had received um, these tablets, these Ten Commandments from God. He spent time with them. We also know what Aaron was doing. If you studied the yeah. book of Exodus, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron wasn't, uh, you know, he become the high priest, but he was, he was busy making a golden calf right. down, down at the base of Mount Sinai when God, God and Moses were... We're chatting, but then we have this covenant that's made between Israel. So the commandments have come down. Right. They've come down from the mountain with Moses. And uh, this is, I'd love reading this, but I, at the same time, would have loved to have been there to see it. Yeah. You know, what the picture of what's happening with Moses. Moses, um, he took 
the blood mm -hmm. that was uh, um, taken from the animals that they had sacrificed and put it in basins, and the other half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Mm -hmm. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, which is the law. All that the Lord had spoken, we will do and we will be obedient. <laughs> <laughs> it's only ten things, man. We yeah, can do it. No we problem. Can, yeah. So they, they make covenant, uh, but they use blood mm -hmm. to sprinkle it. Look at verse 8. Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these things. Uh, then Moses went up, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seven, uh, 70 of the elders of Israel, and they saw the God of Israel under his feet. There appeared to be pavement of sapphire and as clear as the sky itself. Yet he did not stretch out his hand against Israel, against the nobles of the sons of Israel, and they saw God, and they ate, and they drank. So there's a couple components of this covenant mm -hmm. that was made here. The first is that the covenant was made in blood. In blood, that's right. We want to be careful to unpack that too much because I think we're going to look at that in just a few weeks yeah. of what the importance of the blood is. But the other part of the covenant that I find very interesting here is maybe this is where the Baptists got the potluck. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and I can say that because I, I was a Baptist pastor for so many years. But a part of this covenant we're seeing is that they were eating and drinking. Right. We, we've seen that in other parts of the scripture as well, that eating and drinking and sharing a meal was a part of the, the covenant. Of the covenant. We see that with Abraham and Abimelech and with Isaac and Abimelech as well, those man-made covenants where um, part of it is they, they sit down and they share a meal together. So there's certainly um, some of the elements that we, we could look at and just kind of continue to review. Uh, Genesis with, with God and Abraham, God had to sacrifice that animal mm -hmm. to cut it in half. So there, there's a sacrifice involved. Yeah. There was blood involved in that covenant. Oh, you bet. There's blood involved in this covenant with uh, Moses and, or with God and Israel, which we call uh, the old covenant. That's right. Uh, the covenant of the law. And we also know that um, there was signs of the rainbow with Noah, and then the signs of the animals and the passing from Abimelech into, uh, from Abraham to Abimelech. Right. We also know about the um, passing of the descendants. Mm -hmm. There's so much unpacking in this covenant in yeah. the very first week, but there's one more covenant yeah. that we need to look at before we wrap up. Yeah. If, if there's an old covenant, it means that there, there must be a new one. There has to be a new one. But that's the thing. That's what we talked about in the video, yeah. is I think everybody knows the new covenant. Yeah. And, and I don't think that uh, it's a bad thing. I, I, I firmly believe that we're supposed to be gospel-focused. Absolutely. That we're supposed to be presenting the gospel uh, to all <coughs> nations, and we're supposed to be sharing the truth of the gospel, and we should be Jesus-focused. Yeah. But I also believe it's very important for us to be able to understand not only where we came from, but the history that comes with the need for the new covenant. That's right. So if you don't know the history all the way through, um, you've got a problem. Look at um, Andy Stanley yeah. as an example. Mm -hmm. Andy Stanley is, you know, he's kind of thwarting the whole idea of the need and the value of the Old Testament. Yeah. 
But when we look at covenant and we see how it flows through the entire 66 books of the Bible, right. you see that you can't have the Old Testament without the New Testament. Yeah. You can't have the New Covenant without the Old Covenant. Well, and I think what you, what you do is you actually do yourself a huge disservice by ignoring and, uh, and throwing out the Old Testament because the Old Testament is what lays that foundation, that groundwork uh, for the new covenant you know the the new testament the new covenant the gospel of jesus is only important because of what happened in the old and if you take if you get rid of the old you actually take kind of the the power out of uh the coming of jesus christ and so to you, you can't you can't separate them and it's uh, it, it's actually uh, it doesn't help anyone by saying well let's forget about the old testament let's just focus on the new it's when you when you understand the Old Testament, that's when you truly understand the New. Yeah, and so this is the thing, you know, you think about the New Covenant. I mean, we've, we've laid it out. Listen, yeah. the New Covenant is between Jesus yeah. and believers. Mm -hmm. But just like the first covenants with Noah and with Abraham, yeah. this one again, the New Covenant, is initiated by, by God. God. Yeah. And specifically, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, the word was with God, and mm -hmm. the Word was God. Yeah. And we know that the Word came to earth, that is, Jesus Christ came to earth. And there's a point in time, and I've been to Israel, and, and I have been to the what they believe is the upper room. Yeah. And, uh, not quite sure why they called the upper room. Probably because there was a basement in the room at the time, right. and there's no more basement yeah. in the room. And I don't know, maybe because you have to go up three stairs. Maybe that's why. It's, I, anyway, the upper room. And remember, remember the from your Sunday school days, even yeah. from your pastoral days, what happened in the upper room? Yeah, that was the the Last Supper. The Last Supper. Yeah. You know, and can you imagine, you know what I love is I love those pictures of the Old Supper where they're all lined yeah. along the perfect yeah. table when it's firmly believed that um, during that Lord's Supper that um, the disciples would have been on the floor right. and they would have been seated back to back yeah. and then reaching back and sharing in the meal together. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus, remember, he was washing their feet. Yeah. But during that time in that... Um, lord's supper that we mm -hmm. call it as a remembrance that's when he initiated the covenant remember that's he right. took the bread yeah and he took the cup and he said this bread is uh the symbol well, i'm i'm doing the pastoral part, yeah but it's the symbol of my body yeah you know this is my body broken for you and then he said this is the cup which is the new covenant in, in my, blood. my blood yeah so how are we seeing these sort of, not to give it all away to the end of this yeah. study, but how are we seeing some of the signs or components that we've talked about in the uh, other covenants in this covenant? Yeah, see, every covenant, not every covenant has every element, but these are the elements that make, um, <clears throat> that are important to a covenant. And so we see the promise uh, from Jesus Christ in this new covenant. This is a new covenant in my blood. It will cover. It will forgive sins. Um, you know, we see we see signs. The bread and, and the wine were were signs of the covenant. Um, you know, and they're in this in this time sharing this meal together as the new covenant is being instituted. And um, and so what what we're seeing is you know it's the last supper because it's the the, the last one of the old covenant and the first one of of a new 
of a new covenant. And so the components of covenant are all there in, in the Last Supper, in the Lord's Supper, uh, as he begins and institutes this, this new covenant for us. Even, even the idea, if you go back to the very beginning, you had the breaking mm-hmm. okay, of the, uh, the cutting of the heifer. Yeah. Remember when Abraham cut the heifer, cut them in two, and then God walked through them? Yeah. Uh, sacrifice. Right, broken body. Broken body, and the same thing is uh, with Jesus. There's a sacrifice there. Remember when Moses sprinkled the blood yeah. on uh, the tablets and on the uh, Book of the Covenant, and then he sprinkled it on the people? There is blood shed in the New Covenant mm-hmm. as well. Um, so we're only overviewing here. That's but right. I, I mean, I cannot wait to continue to dig into this, and I hope the people who are... Um, listening are are getting as excited as we are because i just love this subject yeah. and how it brings uh this biblical narrative all together mm-hmm. in one flowing thought but before we kind of wrap up and and leave a bit of a challenge we want i want to run through those signs one more time yeah. so the signs of the covenant are there first of all it's a promise or it's an oath in the new testament talked about it being a contract yeah uh, there are signs in that covenant, signs like the rainbow, signs like the the heifer cut in two, the signs like sprinkling blood on each mm-hmm. other, or the passing of the the ewe of the lambs was another. The, the broken bread together, yeah. you know, a meal that's had. We saw that with Abraham and Abimelech, and we also saw that with Israel when they with had God, a meal yeah. and broke with God. Sacrifices. But one that we didn't mention you know, super clearly is another part of that covenant promise was that God took and changed Jacob's name. Mm-hmm. He changed it to Israel. Yeah. So that was another part of the covenant. So we have so many uh, components just quickly within this first week that we're looking at yeah. that I can't wait to break them all down. Well, and we're just scratching the surface. Uh, we'll just let you in a little, little behind the scenes when when Mark and I sit and discuss uh, how we're going to go through this this podcast, more so than any other one, this one we have to keep reining ourselves back. We can't we can't spend more time on that because it's coming up later. We're really excited about about bringing the truth of covenant to you, and I hope that you're you're excited about uh, about coming with us as we as we bring the truth of covenant. Yeah. So we have to think um, before we wrap up. Is what is the what is the application and the challenge for us, just even in this part, yeah. is uh, do I know and do I believe that God is faithful? Mm-hmm. And if I know and I believe that God is faithful, uh, that he is going to keep his promises, yeah. how did I see that in my study this mm-hmm. week? And then how do I apply God's faithfulness yeah. and uh, my understanding of his word to my life. Yeah. And I think about in the daily walk that we have and those moments where we're going through our peaks and valleys like Abraham was yeah. going through in his life. Do I really know the promises of God when I'm in the mm-hmm. valley? Right. Because in the peak, oh man, this life is glorious yeah. in the peak. God's great. Yeah, everything is good. But when yeah. I'm in the valley, oh, that is the time where I feel the, the presence of God is so much further away, and then, right. yet that's where I need the promises more. Yeah, for sure. And so we've talked about in previous podcasts, if you've tuned in, and I want to encourage you that maybe this week, as you continue to uh, um, wait, you know, you wait upon the next, why not get a recipe card yeah. or a cue card 
and write out the promises of God from the covenants we've looked at this mm-hmm. week and write out the signs of the covenant yeah. and things to be looking for and just meditate on those this week and think about those things as we begin to unpack them one by one. Yeah. What promises did God make to Abraham? What promises did he make to Noah? What promises does he make through Jesus yeah. that will help me get through the next two weeks? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining in. Can't wait for you to hear the next podcast in just a few weeks. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be great, Derek. Looking forward to it. Let's pray. God, we do thank you again for the time that you've given us. Oh, the promises of covenant, Lord, the promises of your word. We pray that uh, each and every person listening would be able to take these truths and apply to them to their lives. I am so excited, Lord. Derek is so excited to be able to share these truths, truths that are not taught often enough within the churches, within our Sunday school classes, and within our Bible studies. We pray that uh, individuals who are listening would come alive with excitement over what they're learning in the scriptures. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. For more information on Precept Ministries Canada, visit us online at www.preceptministries.ca or call us at 877-234-2030.